Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is part of my series called Getting Real with Women in the Middle. Getting Real introduces you to real-life women in the middle who have made a big change and figured out how to love their midlife. But before we dive in, I want to mention just a few things. If this is your first episode of Women in the Middle, I am so glad you found the podcast. Welcome. Women in the Middle is about actionable life coaching for women in their 50s designed to help with career boredom, career change, midlife crisis, transition, and empty nest issues, all from a mindfulness perspective. And I describe it as actionable because we are getting our hands dirty. It is a really practical podcast. What we're really doing is helping older and wiser women get excited about their lives again, because as you know, this whole aging thing can be a bit of a drag sometimes. So if you haven't done so, please go to www.susierosenstein.com forward slash midlife funk to grab your copy of my free ebook, 10 Surprisingly Simple Ways to Bust Out of Your Midlife Funk. Make sure to do that. There is a ton of great information in there. You'll also see how to work with me. So if you are frustrated and stuck and know that it's time to make a change, you should definitely book a free 20-minute mini insight call with me and see what my coaching program is all about. Why not, right? Just do it. Just go to www.susierosenstein.com and hover over the About tab and you will see free session on the drop-down menu. Click there and you can book straight into my calendar. So easy and I can't wait to talk to you. I get so excited when I get those emails and I see your name in my calendar. All right, let's get going. Today, I have a real treat for you. The Getting Real interview is with somebody who left a job in corporate America because she felt unfulfilled and needed a change. So I'm thrilled to give a warm welcome to Jill Angie. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast. Thanks, Susie. I'm super excited to be here. What's so cool is that Jill and I are sitting here in Texas. We are not in my cedar closet. We are sitting here with cowboy hats on, cracking ourselves up, so excited to be together um, for an event at the Life Coach School. So it was a great opportunity to do an interview, and I really, really, really am excited for you to talk to Jill. So Jill, please tell us a little bit about what was going on in your 40s and a little bit about what your funk was feeling like. Yeah. So my 40s were, oh, they were kind of a mess. I was fat and sick and kind of depressed. Um, Just really didn't know what my life was about. I had a great corporate job that paid a lot of money and was a job that a lot of people would probably really have liked. I always used to say it was somebody else's dream job. But um, it just was not doing it for me. And I so I thought that quitting my job was the answer. And um, so I (laughs) did. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Exactly. That's why I knew you'd be such an amazing guest for this show. So 
tell me a little bit about why you knew you were in a midlife funk. Like, what was going on that changed, ugh, I need a change to, you know what, I think I'm actually going to do it. Yeah, because I think that's a great point. I spent a lot of time um, thinking that I needed to have a different body to feel better, or I needed to have a different job, or I needed to have a different husband. And um, so I tried changing all of those things. (laughs) Um, But what really, I think what really got me to realize that I, I did need to make some very big life changes were that I was really overweight and I was physically very uncomfortable and I, you know, seeing family members getting diagnosed with different diseases. And so I decided I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to change this about myself because if I get skinny, then obviously I'll be happy. So I lost a bunch of weight. I hired a personal trainer. And what I discovered along the way was that actually that's kind of what I wanted to do for a living. And so I decided to make that life change lifestyle change from going from like a corporate job where somebody was paying me to working for myself. Okay, hang on a second. So you're just like overweight and now you're going to be a personal trainer? (laughs) (laughs) Why, yes, as a matter of fact. It was kind of a revolutionary concept at the time. And um, honestly, everybody that asked me, so when I decided to quit my job, of course, people said, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to a different pharmaceutical company? And I said, no, I'm going to work for myself. And they, of course, wanted to know. And I said, I'm going to be a personal trainer. And then there would be dead silence. (laughs) Because I I mean, I had lost a fair amount of weight, but I was still very, very overweight. But I was also very, very fit. And so what I wanted to do was help other women exactly like me make the changes that I had made. Because going through that journey, I had started to learn a lot about myself. And I had started to learn that like being skinny isn't what makes us happy. Having a new job isn't what makes us happy. Although I was still a little delusional at that point (laughs) that I thought working for myself would make me happy. But honestly, like I kind of had to explain that to people that like, just because you are carrying a few extra pounds doesn't mean that you're not fit and doesn't mean that you can't help other people. And I wanted to inspire women like myself to really take charge of their health and their lives and build their self-confidence through fitness. I love it. And what I really want you to talk about, though, is something that comes up with my clients so often is that period of time that you're miserable and what is it that goes through your mind that actually gives you the ability to leave your job? So you said that you were thinking about it for a while and you were miserable. And then what is it? What was different about the day (laughs) that you actually went into work and quit? Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday, that day. That was one of my favorite days of my life. (laughs) But uh, but it like it took a while to get there. So along the way, I actually just tried interviewing. I thought that the company I worked for was the problem. I thought my boss was the problem. And um, so I interviewed for other jobs and ended up not taking them because I, at the last minute, I was like, oh, it's just more of the same. And so then I made the decision that I was going to leave my job. But what I did at the time, I was married and I agreed with my husband that I got my personal trainer certification. And I said, okay, I'll do this part time. I'll build the business part time for two years. And then if I've gotten it to a certain level, then I'll quit my day job. And he was all on board with this. And so I did that for about a year. And then I remember this so vividly. I took uh, two weeks off at Christmas. This was in 2000, Christmas 2012. I took two weeks off 
And I walked back into work on January 3rd and I sat down at my desk and I just realized it was that that was it. I was just done. Like I like literally tried to like check my email and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. So I thought about it for a few hours. <laughs> Actually, I think I gave it a day. I think the next day I came in and I walked into my boss's office and I said, this is, this is me giving my notice. Um, I've got three weeks and I'm out of here. And then I went home and told my husband <laughs> and his jaw dropped and he said, all right, let's go. So good. Uh, I did a podcast a couple of week, uh, weeks ago, um, and the whole focus of it was how you know it's time to grow and how it's grow time, baby. Like you try to avoid it, you try to resist it, and you can resist and avoid for a little bit, but then it it just keeps coming back. And it sounds like that's what happened with you, that you were toying with it, you dipped your toe in, you you lost some weight, you got some training, you you tried to work on it part time, but it just coming, it just kept coming back. You knew that it was grow time. Yeah, I think what was what was really going on is the reason that I wanted to take two years to build my business was because I was afraid of afraid of failing, right? So I thought if I just did it part time, for a couple of years and I could figure it out and, and build it from there. And, um, and honestly, I think the moment that I had that when I sat down at my desk and realized today's the day I'm going to quit is kind of like that Anais Nin quote. And the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. It was just a defining moment where I realized the pain of like not being who I am and not just really putting myself out there in the world is much worse than the pain of, you know, staying small and being afraid. And so that was the moment. So good. And I totally relate. And I think the listeners of the podcast are going to totally get it. So many of my listeners and clients are too afraid to grow and to put themselves out there. And I love that, that it became obvious to you. And it wasn't as obvious to you as you thought it would be at that time. It took time. It took time for you to experiment and put yourself out there, but it became obvious eventually and you just couldn't ignore it any longer, which is so, so good. So as, um, so you quit and then you started doing the work and I wanted to ask you about your feelings about doing the work after you had made the decision. Yeah. So there were a mixture of feelings. I mean, there was this like overwhelming excitement because I was kind of really stepping into this new persona and following this this dream that I'd had. And um, so I was super excited about that. I was also terrified because <laughs> I, honest to God, had no idea how to run a business. And it was, I, I think I didn't know what I didn't know, <laughs> which is probably for the best because I think if I had known how challenging it would have been, it was, it still is, to uh, to run a business, I might not have taken that risk. And that would have been heartbreaking because taking the risk to run my own business has been, it's been terrifying, but also probably the most rewarding experience of my entire life. And the growth I've experienced by figuring out the business side of things, putting myself out there and basically like not being afraid to be myself (laughs) 
and go big <laughs> has been just life-changing. The other thing is the thing that so many people forget about when you're thinking about yourself and fear and risk is how many people you won't be helping as a result of you basically deciding to stay small and not put yourself out there. And I know firsthand because I'm part of Jill's Facebook group and and I've been uh, doing some coaching with Jill and we have a little something we'll be telling you later. Um, but I know firsthand how amazing she is and how amazing people feel when they make the changes like becoming more fit, like learning to run. And that's something that Jill hasn't even talked about yet today is that she's a running coach. Uh, but Jill is just changing people's lives. And as I look at you right here, right now, when you talk about the fear and you talk about staying small and all of you guys thinking about what you're too afraid to do, you are totally not thinking about the people that you are going to be affecting when you put yourself out there and when you share your gift and you step into the person that you know that you can be. So tell me what it was like when you started to really get a lot of feedback that you were rocking it and that you were really helping people. Uh, I, it, it brings tears to my eyes when I think about it because when I started as a personal trainer, I did one-on-one -on -one training work in my home, in my studio. And, um, and I had a few dozen clients and it was amazing. And, you know, quite a few of them were like, yeah, this, my life is forever changed because I found a trainer that understands. Um, but through that first year that I was training, I also decided to write a book and I wrote this book called running with curves. And it was basically how, you know, a, a midlife overweight woman can start running in the body she has right now. And so I wrote that book thinking, I don't even know what's going to happen, but it needs to come out of me. I knew, I knew it was in there and I knew it needed to come out. And so I published it in December, 2013. And then I started to get emails from people who had read it, who were just telling me that I had no idea that I could do this. Thank you for giving me permission, which is so funny. So many women use that word. Thank you for giving me permission oh because God. they've been taught that, you know, you have to be skinny to be a runner. And of course, that's not true at all. But um, I started to realize just what you said, like by putting that book out there and basically telling people like, hey, this is what I think. And it kind of goes against what everybody in the fitness industry thinks. But I'm just going to offer this to you that that women's lives were literally changing just because somebody was recognizing them and telling them it was okay. And I mean, that that's like, it, still to this day, I will run into people at a race or someplace and they'll say, oh my gosh, you're the woman who wrote that book. I started running because I read your book and it makes me cry every time. <laughs> but it's like so much fun and so just, it's just the best. Wow, I loved what just happened here because um, I am so glad that you didn't mention it when we were talking about fear. Uh, and I'm so glad that it was so emotional for you for us to talk about it now. And that is a reminder for all of us that sometimes you have to just check your fear and put it behind you and move on because people need you. And if you have gifts and you have a dream, it's time for you to grow and it's time for you to really think about your priorities and the people that you can help and the people that you're not helping as a result of staying small. 
So on that note, I just want to ask you a little bit about the work that you do now that you've got that book. If you could talk a little bit more about the other books you have and the work that you've done coaching and what your business looks like now. Okay, so my original book, Running with Curves, is actually no longer available. It's been reissued under the name Not Your Average Runner, and um, but it's basically the same book. And that book is followed by a book called Not Your Average 5K, in which I teach people how to train for a 5K. And then there's Not Your Average Half Marathon, in which I you guessed it, (laughs) teach people to train for a half marathon. But these three books have kind of formed the cornerstone of my business. And what happens is I connect with women at different points in their running journey. But I help them through my Facebook group, which is the Not Your Average Runner online running club. (laughs) And and then I actually have a more uh, exclusive coaching group called Run Your Best Life, where I combine running coaching and life coaching to help women not just run better, but live better as well. And that is, I I feel like that is honest to God, my highest calling is to use what I know about life coaching and running to help people just improve every aspect of their lives. Bam. And what I love about that and uh, is this is really your passion project. It's really your passion project. And um, you guys know I've talked about the importance of passion projects uh, in the podcast before. And it is so important that you find this thing. Uh, Sometimes it's a more limited thing. Sometimes it's a lifelong thing, whatever it is. It is exactly who you are and what you're meant to do. So what advice would you give other women in the middle out there, women who are 50-ish, and not that crazy about what's going on in their lives and have some ideas, but aren't quite ready to move yet about where they want to go. Well, what I really want to say is you're not getting any younger. (laughs) Get off your ass and go out there and do it. Um, (laughs) And actually, I probably would say that. Um, But I think honestly, like if you are holding back because you're afraid I just want you to know, I mean, the the thing that I discovered about myself, I had no business experience, right? I almost had no business running a business. But through the process of like learning how to do that and failing and failing and then succeeding and then failing again and succeeding again, I really learned that there's nothing I can't, first of all, there's nothing I can't live through. There's nothing I can't survive. And I've got this belief in myself now that like, oh, of course I can do that. Like, it's never even a question. Somebody says, hey, you should do this with your business. I'm like, that's a great idea. I think I will. And like, boom, it's done. So that's been, I think that's like the best lesson. And and if you're really holding back because you're afraid that you won't be able to do it, I just say like, just take the risk. It'll be fine. And you might not end up doing what you thought you were doing, which is so funny because I never set out to be a running coach. I wanted to be a personal trainer. I thought I'll make a little bit of money as a personal trainer, but I won't have to work for anybody else. And now I'm running this huge business (laughs) that I had no vision of when I quit my job. But if I hadn't quit my job, like I wouldn't be where I am now today. And if I hadn't been willing to fail and risk it all. I love that. There really is a cost staying small 
And most of us don't factor that in. But when you were consumed with your corporate life and all the time it took to be successful and to show up in that life and earn your salary, because of course you were serious about that job, it prevented you from even being able to think, to dream, to to just even go there in your brain. So there really is a cost to some of these decisions that we make uh, because it seems like the safer option, Yeah, but there's a cost to it. So I love your story. And the thing that is so funny about my personal relationship with Jill is we're both coaches. We're both associated with the life coach school and I am on the brink of doing something really scary. I am in Jill's running community and I am not a runner. I feel like the most giant interloper fraud there is, but I'm in the community because I love these women. And I have decided that I will be taking a six, six week course with Jill. And I'm going to be sharing it with the audience of women in the middle. And I'm sweating even sharing this with you guys right now, but uh, you will be hearing more about this. I am going to be doing something scary, something I never thought I'd be doing at 54 and a half years young. And Jill is going to be my guide. And I'm going to make you wear the cowboy hat while you're running. (laughs) Please, please. Oh my God. I'm super excited about that, Susie. We are going to have so much fun together. Well, I'm sure we're going to have fun. (laughs) I know there's also going to be a little bit of pain involved. Um, So, Jill, is there anything you want to promote while we have the microphone? (laughs) I hadn't even thought of that. I was just so excited to talk to you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, if you are listening to this and something about, um, you know, being plus size, overweight, and a woman in the middle um, appeals to you, about the concept of running when you're a plus size woman in the middle, you can check out my one week jumpstart plan, which is free. You go to notyouraveragerunner.com slash start, and that's the jumpstart plan. Or you can go to my very own brandy new podcast, which is only four episodes in as, as of the time we're recording this. And it's just simply called the Not Your Average Runner podcast. You can get it on iTunes, on uh, Google Play and uh, all the places. This is what my podcast guy tells me. <laughs> all the places. So yeah, that's the Not Your Average Runner podcast. And I would love it if you'd give that a listen because you might like it. Fantastic. Then I don't need to be the only old lady running by myself as a newbie. <laughs> so Jill, thank you so much for sharing your story with Women in the Middle. One thing we know for sure And that is we are not alone and we are not getting any younger. We have to stick together and there is so much more that we can actually do, even though it might be scary and even though you might be resistant. Your story was super inspiring. So thanks so much. And that's it for this episode. If you like what you've heard, just head over to Women in the Middle podcast on iTunes and leave me a review. Check out the show notes with more information and links at www.susierosenstein.com. So ladies, let's do this one dream at a time. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>